the Christians at Tech. 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 Historic summer. Historic summer. Historic summer. Historic summer podcast. Brought to you by the Bible. Hey all, this is Reed, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be focusing on the book of Ruth. And wow, what a breath of fresh air this book is. You know, so far we've read through Joshua and Judges. And like we said in previous episodes, the book of Judges was by and large a history of the failures of God's people. It was a history of their forsaking God, of their refusing to obey and follow God's commandments and even a history of their following after other gods instead of the true and living God. But the book of Ruth is quite different. And the best way I can think of to describe the transition from Judges to Ruth is with something I think you all have all experienced. And that is you're in Lubbock, you're indoors, you take a step outside, and the air smells like cows. And it smells like all the lovely things that cows produce. The smell can be overpowering and the odor is terrible. But what happens is later that night, there's a thunderstorm that rolls in. The wind direction changes. And after the rain falls and you wake up the next morning, you're expecting the air to smell like cows. But instead, the air is clean. The air is fresh. When you take a breath, it's invigorating. And I think that's what you all are going to experience when you read the book of Ruth. And I'm sure it's what God experienced because this whole time he's been trying to accomplish his purpose through his people. And now he finally has the book of Ruth. And either way, you know, positive or negative, um, I just have an encouraging verse for you all. It encouraged me. It's 2 Timothy 3.16 and it says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable. So the negative and the positive, every time we read God's word, we take in God's breath and it's profitable. So no time we spend in God's word is ever wasted. There's always a profit. And the book of Ruth, um, it's a great story. It's a love story. It's a story of rags to riches. And I guess just a little sidebar about the book of Ruth is the book of Ruth is one of two books in the whole Bible named after a woman. Obviously, Ruth is one of those, and the other is, can you guess it? Esther. So Ruth and Esther, two books named after women in the Bible. And the book of Ruth starts with a woman named Naomi. She and her husband are living in the land of Bethlehem in Israel. There's a famine, and so they decide to leave their homeland and travel to a foreign country called Moab. And while they're there, unfortunately, Naomi's husband dies, but she has two sons, and they both get married to women from this country of Moab, one of which happens to be Ruth, the main character in this story. Unfortunately, both of Naomi's sons also die, so Naomi is left in a foreign country of Moab with her two daughters-in-law. So Naomi, while she's there, Here's news back from home, back from Bethlehem, that the famine's over. It's time for everybody to return. So Naomi tells her two daughters-in-law, hey, I'm going back. 
and she really tries to convince them, you don't have to go with me. But Ruth is really adamant, and she really wants to go back with Naomi. She wants to leave her family behind and go to the land of Israel. And there's kind of this really cool verse in the first chapter where Ruth is talking to, to Naomi, and she really has this attitude of determination, and she says, For wherever you go, talking to Naomi, wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you dwell, I will dwell. And your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. So Ruth really wants to go back with Naomi. It's almost like she's heard a little bit about the land of Israel, maybe a little bit about who God is and what he's done in the past. And so she wants to go with Naomi, and she does. And once she's there, it turns out that Naomi has a relative. It's a relative of her husband's, her former husband. She has a relative, and his name is Boaz. Interesting sidebar with Boaz. Okay, you have to rejog your memory on this one. Remember back in Joshua, the book of Joshua that we just read, there was a story of Jericho, and God's people sent a couple spies to Jericho. They entered the house of this woman named Rahab, and because she didn't rat them out, she let them go free. Um, the spies told Rahab, hey, when we come back and God's going to destroy this city, you need to put a little red scarlet um, ribbon in your window and you'll be saved, you and your family. And that's exactly what happened. God destroyed the city, but he saved out of that entire city, he saved only the house of this woman, Rahab. Well, Rahab, who was not a part of God's people, eventually married a man named Salmon. And Guess who Salmon and Rahab, guess who their son was? It was Boaz. They had a son named Boaz, and it's the Boaz here. And you can read about that, or you can see that in Matthew 1, 5, and 6. So that's a little backstory on Boaz. His mother, Rahab, was rescued, married this man named Salmon. He was one of God's people, and now they were living here in Bethlehem. And Boaz, he's grown up at this point. It says he's a man of honor. He's a man of great wealth, and if you read in between the lines and you read more into um, the story here, you can see that Boaz is really a person who followed God's word and someone who was really under God's blessing. And the way you can see that is Naomi tells um, Ruth to go glean in the fields of Boaz. Glean means basically people come behind after the harvest and they pick up all the leftovers. And there's this kind of obscure verse in Deuteronomy 24, verse 18 and 19, which actually God gives a commandment about this exact thing. He says, when you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf, which is like a bunch of wheat or grain, when you forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. So clearly, Boaz, he's a man full of God's word. He's a man of honor. He's a generous man. And he lets Ruth, amongst other women who are widows, um, go into his field and grab the leftovers so that they can have something to eat. And that's exactly what Ruth does. She goes there, and while she's in Boaz's field, Boaz notices her, asks who she is, and um, eventually they meet, and Boaz is super generous to Ruth. Um, He gives her like extra grain. 
he lets her eat with him and it's just looking really good and eventually Ruth tells Naomi hey there's this man Boaz and he's really nice he took care of us and Naomi tells Ruth hey guess what Boaz is one of my relatives and the reason that's important is because of another seemingly obscure verse in the Old Testament from Leviticus 25 verse 25 and I'll explain it after I read it it says if your brother becomes poor and sells part of his property then his nearest Redeemer shall come and redeem what his brother has sold so basically you know Ruth's former husband was living in Israel he had a certain amount of property uh, but now that he had died um, this property was going to go on to somebody else they were going to have to sell it and what would happen would be their next closest person of kin or their next closest kinman or relative would have the opportunity to redeem that piece of land basically buy it from them or buy it from whoever they had sold it to so that it stayed in the family and turns out that Boaz is in second in line to Ruth's inheritance through her former husband and so what happens is through the the Israeli custom they go and ask the first relative hey would you be willing to redeem your uh, relative Ruth's property and basically get married to her and he says no I'm not willing to but because Boaz is so awesome he's so generous he steps in in front of everybody else in front of the witnesses and says I will redeem Ruth's property and I will also marry Ruth and take her as my wife so Ruth she at this point has gone from rags to riches and the way that's true is because Ruth she was from a foreign country having nothing to do with God's people having no really direct participation in the promises of God but now because of all this crazy story she came and she now had an inheritance amongst God's people she not only had an inheritance among God's people but she was married to a very rich and wealthy and generous man and the story ends as far as we can tell in the four chapters happily ever after it's a wonderful story if I knew Hollywood wasn't gonna ruin it then it would probably make into a good movie but let's hope that doesn't happen we'll just read it and we'll enjoy it that way but what does this all mean for us um, well there's a lot of cool things here and first of all is that Ruth as we alluded to earlier she is an ancestor of Jesus Christ she's actually a grand she's a great-grandmother and Boaz himself is a great-grandfather through their marriage to the King David and we'll read about King David in the next book first Samuel and why that's important is because Christ was prophesied in several places to be a king and turns out as we read in the Gospels that's exactly what he was is he was a descendant of the King David and he was the king of Israel and really he's the king of kings as we know now but that's the first awesome thing about Ruth is that 
because of her seeking after God and because of her meeting Boaz and their marriage, they preserve the lineage and the line of generations to eventually allow Christ to come to the earth, which as we all know, is the greatest thing in the universe. And another awesome thing about Ruth that you can consider as you read this is that Ruth in many ways is an example of who we are. And the reason that's true is because before we had an opportunity to receive Christ or before we had an opportunity to meet God for the first time, for by and large, it's as if we had nothing to do with God. We were apart from God. We had no inheritance among his people. And we had a debt that we couldn't redeem of our own volition. But in the same way that Ruth, she met Boaz, who was willing to redeem her and willing to marry her. In the same way, when we met Christ, he redeemed us. He took care of all our debts. He brought us back. He put us right in the center of God's family, and we get to experience living in God's house amongst his people. And in case you're wondering, Jesus Christ is very wealthy. He's very wealthy in who he is, his generosity, his love, anything you can think of, Christ is very wealthy. And we experience that day by day. And so it's just a really cool picture of Ruth going from somebody who had nothing to do with God's people to marry to someone who was very wealthy and she was now living in God's house. And that's really the case with us as believers. We went from not knowing God, not having anything to do with God's promises to right in the center of God's house and in a relationship with the most amazing person in the universe, the Lord Jesus Christ. So as you read Ruth, just consider these things, enjoy this breath of fresh air, and continue to be encouraged that every time you read God's Word, it's profitable. And so I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you all continue to enjoy the historic summer reading challenge. Y'all are going to have a great time in these coming books, and uh, we'll be seeing you soon on this podcast. So thanks guys for listening.